And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 149 today. Week 5 recap, week 6 preview. Your host, CJ Sparrow, joining alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtz, my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight? We're doing well. Uh, excited to talk about the game. It's a good week. It was a good week. Dad? Tired. Oh. Uh, so am I. this shit all the time. All right. Fucking late. All right. Quickly, before we start, stop fighting. This was a mm. shitty-ass week in terms of, like... Uh, like intensity building. I understand people are trying to make playoff runs. Games are getting a little more intense, which is fine, but let's not try to fight each other. I try to let you guys handle it like men, but if you're going to fight and you really feel like you need to, go over and not at the field and handle your business by yourself because I don't need to be... Don't fight my guys that weren't even playing. I know. Also, yeah, how about this? If, if you're not in the game, stop talking shit to people who are in the game. Like, like why are you... I, I don't understand why the crowd is starting fights with the, the players in the game. Let's just respect each other. We're all friends at the field, so let's not fight each other and no swinging and no anything. Uh, other than that, though, I like that every team is trying to make their playoff push. Games are getting more intense. Should be a good last three weeks. Dad, do you have anything to say about what Christmas said? Yeah, stop the fighting. Yeah, like I said, like, we, all, we all gotta go to work the next day. Yeah, can we stop with the fucking like blindside well, yeah. hitting too? We're, like, we're not kids anymore. Just use your hands and block. It's not that hard. But stop trying to hurt people. Like, we don't need to be hurting people out here. Just play the game clean and play it the way it's supposed to be played. All right, let's get into the week five recap then. Here, let's start with the first slate of games. You have UNC against Arizona State, who gets their first win of the season, twenty-four to twenty-one over UNC. Yeah. Um, Slow starting game, very sloppy game. Uh, it was raining early in the uh, at ten o'clock for most of the ten o'clock game. Um, Rob's team, UNC. I want to talk about UNC's offense first. They didn't complete a pass until like into the second half. Mm. Like couldn't move the ball. Offensive line was getting torched by Mike Musi and Spo. Musi and Spo both had safeties in this game, multiple sacks. Um, a little disappointing, but if you're UNC, it, I'm a little disappointed by UNC. You had it. You were going against a team that. Um, was 0-4 in the standings, was kind of on life support, and you could use this win to kind of propel uh, yourselves into the playoff picture for sure, and you come out really flat offensively. Defensively, you guys, as it's been all season, has kind of kept you guys in the game, but I was definitely disappointed by the the offensive showing by UNC. Uh, the stats make it look better because in the end of the game, they started scoring a little bit, but it was too little too late. I thought Augie played a really good game. He found Spo for two long touchdowns. Um, Musi was a great Musi. No offense to Damian, but Musi did more in one game than I thought Damian did in three. So um, that was a good add by them with Damian being out for the season. Um, Joe Daddy, Joe Daddy, Joe Dell played a good game. Uh, Sam Allen, when Sam Allen's there, Arizona State has looked their best. Sam Allen is there in there for two games, and they've looked those were the two best games of the season. Um, listen, ASU does what they need to do. They keep their season alive instead of falling to zero and six. Um, they get a big win. Augie's building confidence, and it seems like he's really into it now. He's trying not to, I feel like his ego is starting to kick in a little bit. He's not <laughs> yeah. trying to miss the fucking playoffs. Um, good win for them. I think uh, they they uh, they they could build they could build some momentum right here with their schedule the way it's panning out. Dad. I really didn't see a lot of this game. I was watching You're the watching. other game, but I, I saw some highlights. Uh, Joe Daddy's fucking catch that took across the field and yeah. just beat everyone to the end zone. That's just uh, mad athleticism by a big guy like that. A lot of love out to Joe Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good game in terms of like competitiveness. But um, ASU's defense really gave UNC all they could handle. 
Um, I I hope Rob bounces back bounces back strong this week. Oh, Rob's not playing this week actually. He asked for a buy, so oh, off. Okay. Um, they have the most games played in the league. Though. They've already played both their doubleheaders. They have seven games played. They're two and five. Need to win at least one more, I think, to make the playoffs for sure. Potentially could make it with two wins, depending on how everything shakes out. Um, yeah, I really don't have any much more to say in this game. I thought Augie, I thought Augie played a really good game, and I thought the offense moved the ball. He ran the ball when he needed to, um, and found Spo for two long touchdowns. Spo had a really good game, and their defense played really well. Nice. Uh, kind of they held UNC to like when it was close, like when the game was like it needed to be won. They they held their they held their offense in check. So good win for ASU. Stats: Augie nine to 138, two touchdowns. Uh, 37 rushing yards in a pass breakup. Musi had a catch for 10 yards, two sacks, one being a safety. Spo had four catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns, and a safety and two sacks. Um, uh, Marola had a sack and a catch. Tom Garvey had two catches, two pass breakups. Jodell had a conversion. Sam Allen had a rushing touchdown. Nick King had a pass breakup. As for UNC, Rob was 9 of 21, 120 yards, one touchdown. Um, Pip had three catches and a sack and an interception. Lebo had a sack. Um... Johnny Smart got three catches. Denoya had an interception and a pass breakup. Wickop had a touchdown and a safety. Also, had a run, actually, two touchdowns and five tackles. Nice. Most of them were in garbage time, but nice two good touchdowns. Two nice touchdowns from one off a lateral. And Mahmood had a touchdown off of a uh, interception at the lateral a bunch around and got to Mahmood on the outside for a nice touchdown. Um, I kind of thought that happened. That made it like 10-9, 10-8 or something like that. I thought that was when they kind of were going to start going. But ASU held strong. Got a big dub. 24-21. Way to pull it out. All right, we can do A and M versus Cal. That was a game. game. I'll just talk about that one time since I know yeah, you watched that. it. Uh, I was looking forward to this game. I knew coming in, uh, you had two very good teams. Uh, I'm discounting uh, Cal's loss the week before, as because, I would too, because they didn't have Cal. So I was eager to see this game. I thought this was really going to show, you know, uh, how these these teams shape up as far as uh, their power rankings, and it it, it didn't disappoint. Uh, I think Surf came out early. First, pick. first, first play of the game interception by Valinati. Right, so uh, great play by Valinati. I figure, all right, here we go. Now you know mm-hmm. they're gonna have to uh, bear down. And what happened was the next play. The next yeah. play. Uh, it was a bad snap. Yeah, bad snap went right past Collis. They lose twenty yards. Surf sacks him, and then from that moment forward, you really thought Collis's team was gonna build momentum and Cal U was gonna kind of go. And then Surf's team immediately stops the door, gets a three, and out gets the ball right back. Yeah, and every, you know every week with this team, someone chips in. It's it's a, it's a different guy uh-huh. taking uh, taking the ball, taking the the, the, the four step, uh, and and this week it was Noah Noah yeah, Torino. Three touchdowns for three Noah. touchdowns, incredible catches like on the run behind you know ball thrown behind him, catching with one hand, taking it to the house. Uh, you had uh, Matty D with a big play uh, yeah, down the sideline, yep. and what impressed me most, Johnny Simpkins. Yeah, anyway? John Simpkins. Yep. Played one-on-one on the outside against Mancini, giving up height. The entire game. The entire game. Played a great game. And there were also opportunities co- in that game, too. Offensively, uh, it caught a, a bomb on a third and long. Early. Right, that that really, that, that you know, slaughtered the... Uh, Got their first touchdown. Exactly. Right. It, it slaughtered their offense. And so I, I thought he played a great game. Uh, I, I admire Collis for, for trying to, you know, go to that. Like I said, I like it when I have, you know, mismatches like that. But you know, Johnny was up for the task, and he played a great, great defense against uh, against Pete Mancini. Yeah, um, I think the story of the game too was that Kyle's found what was working on offense a little too late. Um, later in the game, I know the defense was playing off, but they were seeing a lot of success with the design runs and the screens to Will Saba and getting him out in space. Um, 
I felt like they didn't go to that at all early in the game, and that could, that kind of um, maybe hurt them a little bit. Um, I thought it really just came down to the fact that Texas A&M kind of jumped out by two scores, and then they went score for score the rest of the yeah, game. I think for the it was most like part. thirty-two to thirteen. At thirty-two one point. to thirteen at one point. Cal, uh, Cal U's team scored late to and make that, it thirty-two. At that, that point, they were kind of on cruise control. Uh, yes, um, they scored. I'm pretty sure Texas A&M scored almost every drive outside of. Um, the first drive of the game with the interception, and also they had um, the last drive of the game. They just kneeled the ball three times to give to run out the clock or you make them use their timeouts. Um, A&M impressed me. They do every week. They're a really good team in this league. Uh, they improved to 6-0 and on the season. Um, they're showing that they can win games in a lot of different ways. You talked about how someone steps up every week. Every um, week. I'm going to read the stats in a second, but um, one combined catch from Justin, Steve Bowen, and Dins. Those are your three main receivers. He only had one combined catch. It was a Justin touchdown on the second, the second drive of the game. Yeah. yeah, Noah Torino had five catches for 70 yards and three touchdowns. Like, wow. Touchdown. Yeah, like they were moving the ball. I they won so, this game with Justin having one catch? One catch. Bowen having zero catches. Dins having zero catches. Three guys that touched the ball multiple times Their, their defense week. stepped up, too. Their defense so played very well. The, the same guys that you're saying are not catching the ball, they were playing hella defense. So. Yes, they were. They were. They were uh, a lot of flag grabs, a lot of good plays in the secondary by them. Um, was this the highest level game of the season, you think? In terms of... Best, I don't know, like in terms nah. of two, talent, two talented teams going at it? Oh, definitely two talented teams yeah, going yeah, at it. No, I'm just, I'm, I was yeah. asking, I, would I'm you just, say this is the highest level I, game? I, I'm, you know what? Playoff, most playoff average not the way it was played. Not the way okay. it was played. That's all I was like, asking. The intensity wasn't as high as I thought it was going to be. 10 o'clock game, so maybe not as like, hyped oh, up. But... Um, I think you're going to see both these teams down the road towards the end of the season still vying for a championship. Um, I think Cal U, any week, can try to dominate teams with their um, their their physicality. Um, they play physical on both sides of the ball. I think one of the problems is they kind of got to figure out their line situation. They got Oshbar playing a lot of line for them this year. So they figured out a way through four weeks to or four games to kind of minimize that. But... Um, going forward, teams are going to try to exploit that. Suroff rushed on Oshbar the entire game, making life very difficult for the for Collis to find open receivers. Um, Listen, outside of him being a, a really good quarterback, he's a stud defensive Yeah, no, see, no, he is, 100%. And the thing that, most imp- that impresses me most about A&M is they really have no weaknesses. No, they don't. Up and down, that, that team, they, they perform. Yeah. Uh, secondary line, uh, switch it offensive line, uh, you know, receivers... And, and quarterback play. Uh, this is about yeah. the strongest team I think Soros ever had. I think the big thing for this team is that they were able to only draft one lineman in the first five rounds, and then you got Patty Tuna and Matt DeFlippis, who have shown that they should have been drafted a lot, a lot higher in the draft, and now they're outperforming their draft stash, which means now you're looking at a team having maybe seven top five round picks instead of real sixth and seventh round picks in the sixth and seventh round. So, um, good team construction by Texas A&M. This, I believe, is Suroff's best team, mm. and this is his best chance to win a championship. So, 6-0, and this is the farthest he's gone to a season undefeated. And a number one ranking. And a number one po- potential number one ranking. Uh, in my book, it is. So, it's, right. count it. Count it. All right. Uh, good game by both teams. You don't want to put the jinx on them, Dad? The, no, no. You guys are just betting against them every week while I've been picking them every week. And, you so, know, d- again, I think say it. Why is that a jinx? Say, no, say what so you want. Why would that be a jinx? Say, say what you want to say. I'm not going to say it. Say what you want to say. Because last time he did Last time you said it. You know what happened. Uh, they didn't right. win a single game for the rest of the season. All right. For Cal, you call us 13 <laughs> to 27, 173 yards. Also ran eight times for 51 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Douglas had one catch. Will Saab had four catches for 56 yards and a rushing touchdown. Ty Pierce had four catches for 68 yards. He played very well in this yep. game. Uh, J.K. Will had a sack. Pete Mancini had a sack and three catches, two of them being for conversions. 
As for Suroff, he was 10 of 16, 160 yards, four touchdowns, the one pick in the beginning of the game. Also had a sack. Uh, Justin, one catch, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack and six tackles. Noah Torino, player of the game, five catches, 71 yards, three touchdowns. Also caught two conversions. Also caught two conversions. Um, Dins had a pass breakup. John Simpkins had two catches for 46 yards. Also had a pick six and a pass breakup. Tuna had two more sacks, uh, getting Tuna. moving up to second in the league with 11. And Matt DeFlippis had a catch for 29 yards. Mm-hmm. Joe Flynn, two tackles. Yeah. I just just said about Cal. This by no means am I down on Cal. I think they're no. still a slight team, and they're a team that's gonna be a force in this league. Yeah, I think uh, their offense is gonna improve, and I think Collis just continues to get more comfortable in sevens. All right, I'm looking at the board here of where I'd want to go in the next game. Talk about the next game. I can tell you which games were the eleven o'clock games if well, you want. Those, uh, those two. Are yeah, the I, 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 so I figured, but they, the scores weren't great. But I guess we'll go through just it. Go, yeah, just go in order. All right, Arizona State against Memphis. This was the second game. 26 to 12 at halftime. I know the final score was 42 to 12, but it was a yeah. closer game at halftime. Um, Memphis just came out and dominated a team that was on a second game of back-to-back. Uh, Delon is out for an extended period of time. His brother is playing for him in his absence. His brother is his a brother lineman. Is a st- he's a wall. He's a, his brother is a wall And lineman. he wasn't even trying. I'm watching him play. He wasn't yeah. even trying. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they have him until Delon is back, I believe, in a few weeks. Um, but yeah, their offense was humming. Vin was getting whatever he wanted. Uh, you could tell ASU was tired and hurt in this game. Matt Marola and Musi both didn't finish this game due to injury. Um, but Arizona State, listen, they got their one win. They blew their load in the first game, and then they kind of, I'm not saying they cruised in this game, but they were down two touchdowns, getting the ball back in the start of the second half. But then Marola gets hurt right before the half. Musi's hurt during the game as well. Memphis uh, puts their, their uh, foot on the neck of... ASU and they come out with a big dub. Uh, can prove to four and one on the season, looking like a top five team in the league. Uh, Vin's playing Vin is playing. Ball. Vin is playing very well the last two weeks, especially the last two weeks. I know uh, the first two weeks of the season, his stats were like not great, and he came up to me. He was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna have a." He had double headers. Like, yeah, I'm a big day today. Uh, since then, he's looked very good. The last two times he's been out there, um, his team is definitely not dropping the ball as much as they did earlier in the season. Nice. Um, and I think that with every game, Vin just continues and, to and build that. Yeah, Ballo. Also, I gotta say about Ballo, he has completely outperformed that ninth Stop round draft. Stop drafting this boy in the late rounds. Like, like, and I always told Ballo, this is why you go in the ninth round because everyone knows what you are. That teams look for seventh, eighth round, ninth round gems. They don't know who they yeah. are. That's what they're looking for. But Ballo comes in ninth round pick. He's got like five sacks. He's playing offensive line. He's snapping. He's catching the ball off the uh, out of, off the line. He's lateraling the ball. The Memphis is what I said it every week. They're one of the best lateraling teams in the league, if not the best lateral team in the league. And uh, Vin is playing as well as he's playing right now and as calm and cool as he is behind center. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. What was Cordell Stewart's nickname in the NFL? Slash? Because he played a little bit of everything? Yeah, sure. That's Ballo, baby. All right. He can play D-line. He can play defensive back. Ballo has played everywhere on the field this season, except for quarterback. So, <laughs> um, yeah, not, not a... Uh, yeah, he... They are, they are playing well. Isaiah Cope, CJ Angstad... Uh, tempo on the line. They're really doing a good job just yeah, letting about this they'd be undefeated home. if it wasn't for that ball. If it bowl. wasn't for a shitty call, they could easily be undefeated on the season. The I know Tempa still believes they're undefeated. He's <laughs> putting on the Instagram road to whatever and oh on the season. So, um, good win for Memphis. They get in and get out against a weaker opponent. And, uh, yeah, get the job done. Memphis is fucking rolling. I think I got to move them up in the power rankings a little bit. Yeah, so it, yeah. So- it sounds like you guys are yeah, all in on I'm that. high on them. I didn't even – to be honest with you, I watched the film. I was because I did the stats. But that's the only – I only watched it one time through. And I was just like, I don't even need to watch this again because they're 
Vin also was trying to say, like, I think like no one else runs the way he does. He's always never running at, like, max speed where he's able to just, like, run so calmly and pick up extra yards when people think the play is, like, almost over. So okay. I just think he's playing at another level right now, and uh, they're definitely going to be there when it matters at the end. In this game, Augie was 6 of 11, 97 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Mike Musi had a catch. Spo had a catch. Matt Morello caught a 39-yard touchdown where he Superman dove into the end zone. <laughs> Tom Garvey had a catch and a pass breakup. Uh, Nick King caught a one-yard touchdown. Sam Allen had a 38-yard catch. Their stats were very bland. Uh, Vin Gargano, 15 of 21, 177 yards, four touchdowns. Also had 73 rushing yards. Mm. Um, Darryl, the new uh, Delon's brother, had two sacks and a safety, one being safety. Temp had a six-yard touchdown catch. Angstad had two catches, 25 yards. Isaiah Copes, three catches, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a rushing touchdown and a sack and an interception. Uh, Matt Battle, four catches, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Dean Rubentini subbed for, uh, I didn't even talk about him. Dean was a monster in this game. He caught, caught, um, he caught, he had five catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Also <laughs> had an interception. They lateral to Ballow, but then oh scored God. a touchdown. So, uh, touchdown. Dean, I think Dean is saying to Mike Dino, get me the ball a little bit more. So, uh, <laughs> Rolling back the clock a little there for them. And, uh, yeah, that is all the stats for Memphis. Do, do we know the exact injury of DeLon? I know he hurt his knee last time I saw him play. So he's out indefinitely. Yeah, he definitely, was, he definitely didn't, like, wasn't well, walking. He was walking a little gingerly at the field, I thought. Yeah, I was, so. I was talking to him, and he was telling Watch's brother that, you know, the guy's playing at half speed, and he's dominating. Half speed. Uh, yeah. Bear down, better beware. Yeah, no, we uh, definitely, definitely be ready to, to game plan for that when you're playing against them. Um, but, yeah, when DeLon comes back. He will be out, but until DeLon comes back, he is in. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice wall it's for It's a nice uh, wall for Ven, yep. yeah. All right, next. Next game, you have Vandy. UAB yeah. against Vanderbilt. Air out. 40-6. to six. You want to talk right. about it? Uh, you can start out like him. Bits All right, yeah, so this game just, yeah. I mean, listen, coming in, you knew that the team speed, well, first of all, UAB has the guys up front to match up with the guys up front. For Vanderbilt, so Vanderbilt didn't have an edge in the the trenches. It was an even matchup, even maybe I'll say UAB won that matchup in the trenches. Um, like I've talked about all year, get the ball to IB, watch things happen. He was just too fast for everyone on the field for Vanderbilt. Most of the time, he is too fast for most people on the field. But there are guys in the league that can that can run with him a little bit. No one on Vanderbilt was able to do that in this game. Um, they were doubling him, but it was just screens and and short passes, and he kind of does the rest for an offense. Um, he caught a nice uh, moss in the end zone over Johnny Light. Um, he scored two touch. He scored three touchdowns in this game. Two mm -hmm. rushing, and one receiving. You would have liked that the way they they were using him. Um, it was I think it was either third and goal or fourth and goal both times that he they just put him in the backfield and he ran into the end zone. Uh. I, listen, I've been saying to Mikey that they just need to do that, and he finally did it, and it worked into two touchdowns. I think that's definitely their go-to play on third and goal, fourth and goal. Should be their go-to play. I let Anthony Mimbo have the ball and make yeah, the decision to yeah. score or pass the ball. You're telling me. Um, and then, listen, they got good players all around. Um, A-Rod caught two touchdowns in this game. He was talking hella shit. This game got super chippy <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah. Honestly, A-Rod was talking mad shit. Mad shit and, scored two, and, then, and then scored two touchdowns. Like, it, yeah, it, was, it wasn't good for Vanderbilt. They were... It was 6-6 early, I think, or 12-6 early. Malozzi catches a one-handed touchdown in the corner. I thought maybe Vanderbilt was going to be able to stick into it, but... It was just, it was too much. I beat two interceptions in this game, three touchdowns. He was an absolute monster on both sides of the ball. Here's the thing with IB. Yeah. Like, you think you'll get a guy like Justin who's getting volume, and his numbers are there, and at the end of the year, you're going to say, all right, this is going to be candidate because he's getting no the volume. volume. 
Yeah, IB for the amount of touches he has to that he converts to scores is is, is unbelievable. Yes, hundred percent. Uh, uh, he, he could take it to the house anytime he touches it. hundred percent. He is a he he's like a Tyree kill. Anytime he touches the ball, it's it's a potential to go to the house. Um, he he makes guys look silly on the field. But uh, Mikey is playing his best ball right now. He is running the ball when he needs to. He's getting some guys involved. He gets the ball to IB enough. I still think it, it needs to be more, but it's a low it's a low volume off. It's a low volume passing offense. They run the option. They get their alignment involved. And uh, can we talk more about the alignment? Uh, give me give me the, the Jarwar, Jaleel, uh, who else on that line? Vinarina, yeah. Dean Wiatrowski. Yeah. yeah, they got a great listen, they have four fucking solid ass linemen. Love the trenches. Um they are a gritty team that is going to talk shit to anyone regardless of winning or losing and you're gonna have to be ready for a, a dog fight when you play against them i am happy that we already played against them this year because yeah, that was a dog listen, that was a dog fight as well they're big, big fan of jaleel he must have squared up against three or four guys this year yeah so let's yeah let's just not, yeah let's not square up against three or four guys <laughs> no it's just serious he's not backing down i you know i don't hey, think he's that kind of guy that's looking to fight likes to talk like everybody else in this league yeah some um, people just got butt over it you know yeah maybe um what I will say about UAB is they're definitely one of the top teams in this league. They are a they're a dogfight waiting Zach to happen. Zach Trey had them as number one in his power rankings. He did have them number one in his power rankings. Um, I think they're a, they're a monster team, and I think that they're only getting better each week. Yeah, And you can't let them get up like that, like 28-6 to 6 on you, because then they're just going to talk you into a 40-6 victory. Um, not much to say about Vanderbilt. They did not look good in this game, and Leota was kind of ass. Line didn't <laughs> hold up for him. So maybe better luck in game two, which they did play a lot yeah, better. Yeah, that's the next game. Mikey, 14 of 20, 173 yards, three touchdowns, four, five, ca- five carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, IB, three catches, 80 yards, touchdown, two interceptions, and two rushing touchdowns. Jarwar, six catches, 58 yards, and a sack, his Jeez. best game for the season. Dean Wiatrowski had a 13-yard catch. Ivanek had a catch and an interception. A-Rod, two catches, 20 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jaleel had a catch, and Venerina had two sacks and a forced fumble, fumble recovery. For Vanderbilt, Leota was 8 of 14, 75 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Elvina caught a pass. Malozzi had a, a, a touchdown catch. Johnny Alight had, no, Vin Orlando had three catches for 41 yards. Uh, Coco had a catch. Ryan Bartlett had a catch and a pass breakup. All right, let's go to your game. Against Vanderbilt? Yes, that's the next game here. Yeah. Louisville against Vanderbilt. First play of the game, I take a, I take it forty four yards. I get, I get stopped the one yard line. We score on the next play. We go up seven nothing in like the first. After they minute. just lost, After they just got six. smoked. Oh my I god! I literally thought like I, I didn't say this to anyone on my team because I don't want, I never oh my want god. my team to like be like getting yeah. lazy in the beginning of the game. Yeah. But I literally thought to myself, it's over. If we get a stop right here, we're about to run off on them yeah. the way that UAB just did. Well, that did not happen. Mm. Um, our defense was Swiss cheese. We were just not good on third and fourth down. We let them convert on a lot of third and fourth downs where we had them in third and longs um no dylan in this game so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blame our defensive effort on that but he definitely obviously helps but we were just getting we were just the flag pulling wasn't great and we were having a hard time adjusting to the the the, they kept running like uh motion running plays and they kept getting big chunks of yards on those plays so they were setting themselves up well at times i'm Um, I'm gonna give the credit more to uh joe than i am to your uh, your poor defense uh I think it was. I, sure I thought both. he was slinging it. He was slinging it, but we he was lobbing some balls up there that we could have made some plays on that we just didn't. So listen, Leota played fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I told him after some, the game. Yeah. I told him after the game he we were both balling out. Like neither of our defenses could get a stop. But I just felt like for what my defense has done at times this year, I was a little disappointed that we weren't able to get like all right. It was third and twenty, and Coco runs that dry across the field, and Mark just is a half second stop, and he runs it for a forty five yard touchdown. Like those are just plays that we like can't be letting up. 
and they were making a they were making plays. I can't like can't deny that Vanderbilt played really well in this game. Um, but we were getting everything we wanted. The only time we didn't score was on one possession. I got safety. That was it. Oh, and the last possession when Keanu oh. stepped out of the back of the end zone when he caught the ball. Yeah. Um, we were moving the ball. I was very happy with my team's offense defensively. We just got to figure it out. I think um, having Dylan back will help. And I think that as long as we're pulling flags at a better rate than we did this week, we will be good. But uh, Vanderbilt showed a lot of life in this game. Is Vanderbilt more of the sec- team in the second game or the team in the first game? In between. It depends on the, uh, the attitude between. they adopt. I-, I was talking to Joe at halftime. I said, listen, be... Of which game? Uh, of your game. Okay. I said, be a gunslinger. I said, let it rip, man. You have nothing to lose. Uh, there was I used to have a saying with my team. We used to say, don't worry about the horse being blind. Just load the wagon. Uh, okay. So I, I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna take credit for that guy. I stole that from John Madden. Okay. Uh, being a Raider fan, I, I heard him tell his team that many times. Uh, that's basically what they did. You have nothing to lose. You, you're playing a second game with doubleheader. Your team is playing really bad, and you're playing against a top-ranked team. So you got a lot of shit going against you. But you know what? Just let it all hang out. And and, and Joe did. I thought he had a great game. Yeah. And Malozzi. Malozzi was fucking awesome. He's having a yeah. great year. I just was on the sideline saying he might have the best hands in the league. Yeah, no. Malozzi <laughs> got mitts. And uh, listen, I think Vanderbilt, like you asked the question, are they the team in the first yeah. game or the second game? I'm going to say they're somewhere in the middle. Listen, at the end of the day, I don't like to like tell grown men they don't know how to catch a football, but that team sometimes struggles to catch the football. And Leota, I've been saying, or complete their routes. And I, it was funny because um, there was one play towards the end of the game where he had Coco running a deep ball, and Coco stopped. He threw it, and my two, Keanu and Mark, both like were right in the time, they right in spot for an interception. They, we didn't pick it off because someone called it, and then they both moved out of the way. Regardless, so I heard someone say, I heard Leota scream, finish your route, and someone screams, it wasn't open. Not the point. Yeah. The point is, is sometimes there's it's going to be no choice, but he knows that you're supposed to be running that direction. He's just going to throw the ball. Leota's a very timing-oriented quarterback. If the play is breaking down, he's going to just know where he was telling people to run before the play and throw the ball to a spot. Um, you have to run your route, especially for a quarterback like Leota, who is timing-oriented, gets wants to get the ball fast. I do think they're in the middle because I do think that times they have a problem catching the football and other times they don't have a problem catching the football. They sometimes have a problem pulling flags or sometimes they're really good at pulling flags. Um, they need to figure it out, though, because they're 1-5 in five now. Six, four games remaining on the schedule. Five-game losing streak. Five-game losing streak since winning game one of the season against TCU, who doesn't really look like a great win after it all. They're 1-6 now. But you got to figure it out, and you got to go out there and have fun. You can't be stressing too much during the game, and I— I think they just need to build off this performance. Defensively, no, figure something different out. But offensively, you gotta, okay. you got, you, you just keep building off of what you did because uh, they did pretty well. Joe was making a lot of guys miss in the backfield, and I know he likes to. You, uh, you said you got whatever you wanted offensively. Who yes. was going off for you offensively? Keanu had eight catches, three yeah. touchdowns. Keanu stepping up. Yeah, Keanu's a monster. Mark had a touchdown in this game. Everyone caught a pass except for Swags. We kind, I kind of, I was trying to get everyone involved. Because um, I felt we can get, where, I felt we were able to get wherever we wanted. Um, we still do a really good job using play action. We do a good job running the ball. So um, yeah, good win for us. Not worried about my team. Moved to six and zero. Doesn't feel like we're six and zero because the way we, I think, like, I think like the last three weeks I've left the game not happy with how it played out. But I guess they say good teams win games. They're not supposed to win or they don't feel like they won. So and also like I don't know. It's hard to like I try to nitpick things every week, but it's like we keep winning. So I don't yeah. know. But. We don't look great. We have to play better. I think there's teams playing better football than we are currently. Okay. Stats. Leota, 16 of 24, 210 yards, five touchdowns. Joe Malozzi, six catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Coburn, two sacks. Having a great year. Jay Coburn, want to shout that out. Um, He's having a great season. 
Uh, Johnny yeah, Alight, three catches, 18 yards, touchdown. Vin Orlando, four catches, 57 yards, touchdown, and a sack safety. Coco had a 49-yard touchdown catch, and Ryan Bartlett had a 31-yard touchdown catch. Two plays where we just couldn't grab a flag. Um, and that is it. For my team, I was 17 of 22, 213 uh-huh. yards, four touchdowns. Second straight, second straight game, no interceptions for me after having like a billion the first four weeks. Um, also had five tackles and a sack. Not bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Hughes had that's a day. Yeah, no, that Matt is a day. Hughes. Matt Hughes two catches, forty two yards, and a sack. Uh, Mark Kokoda four catches, thirty four yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception and a pass breakup. And had five tackles. His best game as a as a Louisville Cardinal. Jordan Mayo had a catch for nineteen yards. Stulak had a twenty eight yard touchdown. Keanu eight catches, eighty five yards, Ooh. and two touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown. Wow. And Matt Mascara had a catch for six yards. Wow. That's yeah, a crazy Keanu. Day by him. Keanu uh, has definitely. We've kind of we've we've we we got a good connection going right now. Um, I think he's definitely stepped up as the number two guy on this team. He gets open. He find, makes himself available. When I tell guys, like sometimes I tell guys in the huddle, like, hey, get to the middle and just kind of find an open spot. And it seems also, you know what I'll say? I'll say that's that's a credit to uh, to him and to Kurtzman. Honestly, it's like. Christian's been playing quarterback in this league and knows like a lot of guys. He usually drafts like guys that he's thrown the ball to before. Yeah, and having the, and having Keanu be like their leading receiver. Yeah, right. Him he's, and Dylan yeah, basically. But right Dylan's out in this game and he yeah. catches eight balls, so he's like you know he's you've been going through the whole season. That's, that's I, threw, uh, I threw Keanu half the passes I threw. That's tough. That's, that's tough to do to come. And, that's honestly tough to do to come. The craziest thing is, is that I wasn't even planning on doing that. Like I came into the game saying like, all right, Mark, Joe, and Keanu are probably gonna mix it up between the three of them. But he was open. Not even that, but he had a little. I think he had a mismatch, and he's athletic as kid, and yeah, like yeah. he makes plays and he's good hands. So like, I trust him when I throw the ball, yeah. and like not not to say I don't trust everyone on yeah, my team, yeah, but yeah. I trust Keanu a lot to get to. No, the I'm spot. saying like, and it's like you knew you were gonna be able to trust Mark. You well, knew you were gonna be able to trust yeah, Dylan. So what like, round we got him in? Seven, so he is eligible for sleeper of the year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good game by us. Uh, need to improve defensively. Vanderbilt build off your offense. Figure out your defense. All right, let's get into the next game here. We have Houston against TCU. A game coming in where both teams coming into the game were uh, one and four. So it was kind of a little bit of, no, I wouldn't call it a loser leaves town, but definitely a game that mo- both teams needed in this one. Uh, honestly, I know I picked TCU. I'm pretty sure you picked Houston picked in this Houston game. Yeah, I picked second. TCU in this game. I had to roll with Chris in this one. TCU just bites themselves. They just they bite themselves in the foot. That or what? what shoot bite themselves. themselves in the foot. Shoot themselves. Go. Shoot themselves <laughs> in the foot. Um, just little mistakes. I thought they started off the game really well. Scored a couple touchdowns. Houston was answering, but um, they were up fourteen nothing in this game, and I kind of thought they had a chance to kind of put it put it away, but they just it, it just seems like the offense just hasn't been able to get that the critical fourth down conversion or miss that critical interception. I thought. Chris played a pretty good game, but he threw the one bad interception. The line wasn't good for uh, for TCU. They had um, no Earl for the second straight week. They should have put Paul Carter on the line to start the game. They had Josh Shevlin playing center, and he tried his best. But when you're going up against when you're going up against Cocker Austin, you're giving up 60, 70 pounds. Yeah. That's just not an easy task. Chris did a good job early on getting the ball out of his hands fast, not extending plays, just like letting Liam and Paul kind of do the work for him. But Later in the game, he was holding on to the ball. Rush was coming in fast. He flips one. He was flipping them over the line all game, and then he tries to flip one over the line. And Rags kind of mm. sat on it a little bit more, picks it off in the end zone for a pick Rags six. Rags is a beast. That was that, and that was the play of the game because that was I think Houston just tied it, and now they took, and then and now you take a lead two plays later. It just kind of changes the complexity of the game. It takes what round was Rags drafted in? 
fifth, maybe. Okay. Fifth. Let's get some love to Rags. I mean, he's oh, been he's a having rock. a defensive. Yeah. He's having a defense. I, I said to someone at the field, I said he has a very good case for defensive player of the year. He's wow. got like multiple defense touchdowns. Like he's got, like three safeties on the season. He's top three in the league in sacks. Multiple interceptions. He 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 brings the energy on every. That's play. another thing. He brings the energy, and I think one every of the big play. things for him was that he was on a championship level team his first season in the league with Mikey in the summer, and after you, and then he was on another championship uh, contender in Michigan last season. He's only been on yeah. good teams. He only knows what it takes to win in this league. So I think that kind of just makes Maybe him a good better because he's on that team. That, yeah. that I think he definitely equates to the winning. Um, Equation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> equates to the equation. Yeah, he, you know, yeah, yeah, he, definitely equates, he definitely equates to winning. Um, he's having a big impact for this team. Tommy is playing a lot better ball than he was in the beginning of the season. Finally, uh, I thought this was his best game of the year. Tim Howard, once again, getting super involved. Ryan Rogel having another great game. Um, they're getting a lot of contributions from a lot of different guys. Steve Ruiz returned this week, had a few big catches. Very complete team win by Houston. They got a defensive score, scored four times on offense. Um, they're trending upward. I like the way Houston looks right now. I think that Tommy is a dangerous quarterback, uh, and he's, he's finding a rhythm right now. He's got a three. He's got a good line. He's, he's got, got, a, got good players. He's or? got, listen, he, we talked about the team before the season, line of Rags, Kalka, and Austin, and a receiving core of Tim Howard, Steve Ruiz, and Ryan Rougeau. Those are six really yeah. good players. You pair that up with Tommy, that should lead to success. And although the 0-4 start, they've now won two more. They have a game against uh, Van... No, they're playing ASU this week. So another game where they can pick up another one, move to 3-4. and four. I, They're trending upward. Um, I like them going forward. I think they're a lock for the playoffs. That's wow. my... That's my they're, they're definitely a lock for the playoffs. That, love, love it. I, I saw bits and pieces of this game. Uh, but I, I, I picked Houston. I thought they yeah. You know, like you said, even their losses—they've been close losses. That they're, they're definitely in every game, and uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put my money on Tommy. Yeah, three one-point losses like we talked about all season. Um, TCU—I will say the one thing Chris Hogreave has done very well is get the ball to Liam. Liam is absolutely dominating his tar- the target share. He's making plays. He's scoring touchdowns. Um, but yeah, uh, just not enough again as TCU falls 32-19, I believe it was the score. On, yes, 32-19. All right, stats. Tommy, 13 of 21, 227 yards, three touchdowns. Also had 42 yards rushing and a touchdown. Austin, four-yard touchdown catch. Steve Ruiz, two catches, 61 yards. Tim Howard, five catches, 87 yards and a touchdown. Also had a pick. Rags, pick six. Um, I think it's the first week Rags didn't have a sack. That's honestly crazy. Um, Ryan Rougeau, four catches, 70 yards, touchdown, also four tackles. Justin Suarez had a pass breakup and three tackles. And Tyler uh, Tyler Bryant, one catch, five yards, and two tackles. And for TCU, Chris Hogreave, 19 of 29, 212 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Liam, nine catches, 103 yards, two touchdowns, sack, pass breakup, seven tackles. Continues to do everything for this team. Rich Ritter, catch for 22 yards, also an interception and pass breakup, and three tackles. Paul Carter had a catch. Steve Drew had a 34-yard touchdown. Randy had two catches for 12 yards, and Ray Bruno had five catches for 40 yards. Colin Thompson had a sack, and Ray had four tackles. All right, we have the next game here. We have about? Rowan against Clemson. Rowan against Clemson. 19-22. Um, Closer game than I expected it. I do think Rowan is kind of on the rise. I, I agree. With talk, you I, I saw a crazy. To... I saw a crazy Moss by Paulie that that Zach sent to the group yeah, chat. Yeah, listen, we, 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 we begged we for them get the ball to Paulie, and he's been doing that. Facts. Paulie nine targets in this game. I I, I actually think that uh, Negron is getting more comfortable uh, with his mm-hmm. offense. I agree. Uh, I agree. He's he's in the game. Uh, he's getting the ball to Paulie, which is you know we're begging him to do. 
Uh, Chase wasn't there this week. I yes, he was not. There. Chase would have been big in this game. Uh, he so could have been. He could have been different. He, he could have been, been the difference. I, 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 you know, wish wish he was there. 100%. But I, I do like the way uh, Rowan is rolling right now. Yeah. I, I think you know you got the recipe. Keep it going. Defense plays great. Uh, they had a couple of stops inside the five yard line. Uh, let's let's switch uh, switch gears. Talk yeah, so about what's up about the winner. What's up about the winner of the game? Yeah. All right. Uh, first of all, I love the way Clemson came out. Uh, usually when you get those quick bubble screens, you know, you take it from the, the center mm-hmm. and you lose a second or two. Uh, uh, Tyler went, went right under the right, Trevor, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor, I'm right, sorry. Right under Trevor went under the center, took the snap, got the ball out really quick. Love that. Uh, but you'll see that from Trevor. He'll go on the center more mm-hmm. than... More they than, ran power. They ran a power eye run in this game and got 15 <laughs> yards. Like, it, it, guys miss flags in this league. Right, and he, and he threw a beautiful deep pass. I mean, he, took, I, I, he took it from on the center, dropped back, stepped into yeah, the pocket, threw a one. deep ball to Brett. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm saying, get the ball. He's, he's, a, he, he's a game breaker. Yep. Get the ball to Brett, which he did. Brett made a great catch on a great pass. Loved it. Things I didn't like. Uh, they got inside the five-yard line twice and couldn't get in. It honestly might have been more than that. Uh, yeah. I thought it might have been. I, I was talking to Trevor during the, almost at the end of the game. He's like, "Yo, we just can't score from inside the five. I'm just like, it, it, it's the hardest thing in the league to do. It's the hardest thing got, in the league to do. I, I'm gonna give credit to Rowan. They got a great defense, they but know. you, you got to get a little more creative. You know, inside mm-hmm. the inside the five. I'm on the red zone. Yeah. Um. Listen, I think Clemson does a great job at just finding ways to win games. They have the most defensive touchdowns in the league. They got another one in this game. George Tremarkey or Tremarsh. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. He had a, a pick six in this game. Um. They they're a very animated team when they're winning. When they if, if they get out to a lead, they can really put like put the the pressure on you and the game pressure. And they they talk a lot. They they're confident in themselves. And honestly, I, I really I, I think I was I was very high on the Clemson team before they lost to Texas A and M. And then I kind of I, I didn't get I didn't st- go off of them. But I just felt like they had to show me a little something in this game. They showed me that they can move the ball at will. They can get kind of what they want, but they do need to, like you said, figure it out inside the 5, inside the 10. Their defense is still very good. They pull flags at a very, very, very good level. And and you is still a beast. How many more batted balls he Three in this game. Oh, he, Jesus yeah, Christ. Him and Alex Calker, they're just uh, trees you have to throw the ball over to get to make uh, – to make complete to get completions, Negron. I know at one point he was so mad he took his he took Uber's flag and threw it at him. Like as a joke, but he's like he, I, he's like I can't throw over this guy, and it's hard. I know um, Rowan has a pretty good line too. Um, I know Chase wasn't there, but they still had a pretty. They still were kind of um, have a pretty good line. They were giving Negron some time to throw, but Uber is so smart that when he knows he's not getting there, he can just get his arms up and make a play that isn't a sack. But I will agree with Tommy. The Rowan offense has been moving the ball a lot more, and I do think they are turning in the right direction. They have another big game this week against TCU at 1 o'clock, which is definitely the primetime uh, loser-leaves-town match as both teams have one win, 1-5 and five and 1-6. Um, You're going to need that. I'm looking for fireworks in that game. But um, overall, I thought Negron played pretty well. He turned the ball over four times, a couple on conversions, but she got to cut those down a little bit. I think they could be all right, but they do end up losing. Uh, I think it was 23-19 was end up being the final score uh-huh. when I went back into the stats, but... Uh, yeah, good game by both, and it was a, this was a very high competitive game. Came down to the last play of the game. TCU. Oh, my fault. Yeah, my fault. My Stats. Fault. Negron, fifteen of twenty-seven, one hundred sixty-three yards, three touchdowns, but threw four picks. Mm-hmm. Pauly, seven catches, seventy-five yards, two touchdowns. Um, Dexter had a six, three catches, sixty-one yards, and a touchdown, and a sack. Frankie had two catches. Remy had a catch, one interception, two pass breakups, and Christian Dexter had a catch for six yards. Trevor, nine of eighteen, hundred thirty-five yards, two touchdowns. 26 rushing yards might be a career high for him. Uh, 
Kalka had a sack and two pass breakups. Ubeer had three pass breakups at the line. Anthony Brett, three catches, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Also had an interception that he returned for um, two points and five tackles. CJ Chris Johnson had six catches, 56 yards, and an interception. His league-leading sixth interception on the season. George Tremark, as we talked about, had a pick six and two carries for 35 yards. And Nick Hardigan had the quote-unquote game-winning interception um, on the last play of the game. So this, what? There are, there are six teams that have one or less uh, loss, losses. Wait, one, was, one or less wins? Yeah, no, no. I'm looking at Clemson. Clemson has it's two losses. Oh, Clemson. Army okay, has one fault. loss. Okay. Army has one. They only played four okay. games now. Okay. Yeah, there are. Uh, Cal those has five, one. Cal, no, Cal two, has two losses. losses. Too. Those right. four teams all have one or four, zero, and yes. Army has one, but they all have right. two games this week. Who else right. did, who did Clemson lose to? Clemson lost to me and to Texas A&M, two 6-0 okay. teams. That's what I'm saying. Like, they okay. beat everyone else. Last game of the day. TCU versus ULA. This Why is are you the, shaking your head? Because TCU was up 19 nothing in this game. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow is right. Like, I understand you came off of the first game of back-to-back. You lose the game. You're not high, but you have to come out and complete that second game. They came out, and they had all the energy. They were making plays. They were getting defensive stops. They had Jarrock running all over the place, threw two interceptions in this game, but or one interception in this game. But it just came down to the fact that on the two biggest plays of the game, TCU's receivers didn't catch the football. Mm. Um, it was 19 nothing, halftime. Uh, ULA comes out scores, and then on fourth down, uh, Paul and Liam kind of collide as they're catching the, as Liam's and they're both trying to catch the ball. It falls incomplete. ULA comes down and scores. Then Chris turns the ball over, and then ULA comes down and scores. And then with a fourth down, with Chris tied at 19, fourth down, they go to Liam on a slant. Uh, the kid Ty made a nice play, pass break up from behind, sets up a ULA touchdown. And man, I gotta give Liam all the credit in the world, man. They ask him to guard the other team's best player. They ask him catch the ball eight times for hundred yards and two touchdowns, and he just lives up to the task every single fucking week. Like if you watch the last drive of this game for ULA, I mean, this was a tackle fest for Liam. Like it was every play he was like, I have to do everything I can to not let my team lose this game, and. Jarrock was able to run it in from the two-yard line on, like, like 15, 20 seconds left in the game. But, man, I got to give it up to Liam. He's just been an absolute baller this year. He's been doing everything for that team. And they've come very close to a couple big wins. So, I understand the season hasn't gone the way they wanted it to. But, man, they, they – what could have been for TCU. But Liam's been an absolute monster. Just wanted to make sure I shouted him out. Talk about ULA for a second. They yeah. went out Mike Big for, a sec- for the second straight week. Um but they find a way. They find, no, I think he's coming back. Oh. I th- they find a way to get it done, though. They find a way. Um, Jarrock looked a lot better running the football. He looked faster, um, more decisive. Wasn't throwing off his back foot to just right to the other team like he's been doing the whole season thus far. Um, I think we finally saw a win. He said his foot felt the healthiest it's felt. Hopefully that continues on to next week because I hate to see teams get a big win and then just yeah. completely fall on their face the next week. Um but this was a win they absolutely needed. They could have fell to 0-5, and, and the season would have been looking super bleak. But now they are 1-4, and, and I believe they are the 10th seed or the 11th seed right Correct. now. Correct, 10th seed. Um, the 10th seed right now with their 1-4 and four record. They still have uh, five games left to go. So, hey, listen, 2-3, and three, the rest of the way might get you in the playoffs. So, um, I'm not going to count Drock out. He's a baller, and I think he's getting healthier. So, I think this could be a team that at one time in the season was a get your stats up against them. And yeah, now that's, it looks yeah like, you said they were going to be the, the trash get your stats team. Well, and now now what I will say though is I don't think they're 
really is a trash guarantee gets your stats. I just looked at it. If TCU is de- they're last in the standings they're right not now, bad. and you don't think that they're bad, I don't think they're bad. Like, they just can't finish games. They have, they just haven't found a way to finish games. Yeah, they, they're listen games they could have won this year that they lost. They could have beat Vandy week one. Vandy shot themselves in the foot a couple times. They also did, and they could have won against Houston, and I think they could have won also against uh, ULA. So. Just a rough season for TCU. Um, they fall to 0-2 on the day, 1-6 on the season. Basically, season on the line here with just three games left to play. Have to win at least two of them. And like I said, they're playing against Rowan in a Loser Leaves Town match in this week upcoming. It's not an official Loser Leaves Town, is it? Oh, no, not officially. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just okay. having it that for to hopefully get them, okay. the, the dog to be a little hungry, right. you know? All right. All right, stats for this game, then we'll go to the next week, uh, next week's preview. Chris Hogreave, 17-25, 175, two touchdowns, two picks, also ran four times for 50 yards. Leaves the league in passing yards by a wide margin now. Um, Liam, six catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns, pass breakup, six tackles. Rich Ritter, one catch, 18 yards, rush for 10 yards, and a pass breakup. Paul Carter, five catches, 31 yards, and two sacks. Um, Steve Drew had a catch for four yards. Randy Myers had a sack and one catch for 10 yards. And Josh Shevlin had three catches for eight yards. Colin Thompson, two tackles. As for ULA, Jarrock, 10 of 16, 100, and, oh, sorry, eight, just 86 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. 14 carries, 100 yards and a touchdown. Rhett, two catches, 12 yards, uh, four pass breakups. Taj, two catches, 30 yards, two touchdowns. Also had a five-yard rushing touchdown, three on the day. Steve Saletto, catch for 7 yards. Brian Saletto, catch, two catches, 16 yards. J2 had a catch for 10 yards. And TY had two catches, 11 yards, and a pass breakup. Very nice. That is it for the Week 5 recap. We will move on to the Week 6 preview right now. All right. Week 6, Louisville, Army, 9 a.m. slate. Dad, you haven't seen Army play in three weeks now. Two weeks. They haven't played in two weeks, but the last time you've seen it would have been three weeks. Oh, facts, yeah. Yeah, so they haven't played a football game in three weeks. Correct. On Sunday, it'll yeah, be three weeks. They've been yeah. doing things to, I don't know, the train and, and the absence of football. Like, I would uh, hope so. Ryan Moore uh, on the ice at the double game getting hit with a chair. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you didn't see that? No. Morgan's yeah. like one of those like, big people in the costumes that are on the ice sometimes. Yeah, oh, he was in the race, and then some guy japped him with a chair. Yeah, yeah Morgan. The devil did. The Jersey yeah. Devil. No. Uh, hit him with a chair. I know. Army <laughs> hasn't played in a long time. Who are they playing this week? Nine o'clock? you. Oh, at 9 o'clock, me, 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's not good. That's not good by you. Friday night, I haven't done one ounce of gameplay. Thursday night, relax. Uh, and we talked a little bit. I just forgot. Listen. Um, <laughs> I think in this game, Army's going to have to shake off the rust quick. I hope they have a full team for this doubleheader. Um, listen, they have a good team. Last time we saw them play, I know they lost to Clemson, and Mike didn't. Mike looked the worst he had looked in the season thus far, but Mike's still one of the best athletes on the field every time he steps on the I field. He looked bad that game. I thought his well, team no. let him down. Well, yeah, his team definitely let him down more than he looked bad. I'll definitely, I, I'll definitely, his stats weren't good, but that isn't always his fault. Right. But yeah, definitely some miss, missed opportunities for them in that game against Clemson. But I do still think they are a good team. I think they just need to catch the football and they need to pull flags. If they do both of those things, they're going to be competitive in both games that they have to play this weekend. Um, in this game, I'm going to look at to take advantage of potentially their line being slower than me. Uh, Morick, they got Joe Dunez, who is an older guy, and Harnish, who definitely I can't just like run away from. Yeah. But like, I think that's where we're gonna look to potentially exploit. Also, maybe exploit some of their corners. Wink, wink. George Hunkley. Wow, oh, man. Hey, listen, can't go, can't go on Mike Dino. So, um, <laughs> listen, I, they got, they got a talented team. If George picks sixes, you are going to cry. Going cry. after his college roommate. No, um, listen, I think they're a good team, and they're definitely gonna be jacked up to play against me because this is the guys I've been playing with yeah. for my whole life so um we definitely need to be ready we're only gonna have seven i think or maybe eight in this game so uh 
we got a lot to work on. We got a lot to get done. We have to improve on defense. We have to pull flags because if we don't, Mike will run for 200 yards against us. So I'm taking us, but the defense needs to step up. You didn't hear me last week. Uh, I'm, we're on the field, and like we're like we just gave our fourth touchdown in the game. I look at all my teammates, and I go, "Hey guys, listen, I'm not gonna yell at you because like we're all yeah. grown adults, but step the fuck up. Like just play fucking better." So hopefully my team plays better this week on defense, and we come out with a win. Dad, who are you taking? I'm gonna know Kurtzman in the uh, Ramapo Bowl. The Ram. This is the Ram. This is definitely the Ramapo Ram- Bowl. Bowl. Many Ramapo alumni in this game. <laughs> I'll uh, take- yeah, uh, two weeks is a long time to be. Yeah, able three. To come yeah. back and then. Turning up against a team like Kurtzman is gonna be tough. It's an uphill battle for Army for sure. I'll take Louisville as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good game though. I think there's no way I blow them out. They're not gonna yeah. allow me. They're not if I because if I blow them out, they're not gonna be able to hear the end of it. So um, they're definitely not gonna let that happen. I do expect a very high intensity game. I know Morick will be uh, definitely chirping me a little bit. Is this next game right here the game of the week? Cal U versus Clemson. Not am. That's a really good game. It's a really good game. It's a huh? really good game. Matchup with the only two, uh, four and two teams in the league. Um, Kyle's team coming off of back-to-back losses. Kyle's only at, we're at one of them, but Cal U is coming back off back. I keep calling Cal, Cal U Kyle's team because it sounded like <laughs> um, Cal U is coming off back-to-back losses. But I don't think that that's a, like a predicament like as to who they are and indictment as to who they are in the league. Um, Clemson coming off of a win against Rowan where they were able to pull it out, although not being able to score in the red zone as we just talked about. I think that Clemson is going to really have to use their defensive line edge to win this game, make Collis uncomfortable in the pocket, and just bat down a lot of balls. Collis likes to get rid of the ball fast and likes to make quick decisions, and that usually um, plays into the hands of Clemson's D-line that likes to get their hands up, likes to get uh, their hands in the passing lane. So uh, Cal U's going to have to come in with a little game plan this week and be ready to go against Clemson. Uh, Trevor's looking for a big 9 o'clock win to get himself a 5-2. and two. Um, this is a, uh, I think I'm going to call this a statement game for both teams. Yeah. I think both teams need to prove that they are in, I don't want to say prove you're in the upper echelon, but this win definitely, it definitely solidifies your spot as a top four team in the league if you win this game. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, uh, I don't even know who I'm going to pick. I'll just talk about it. That's tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about This it. game's coming down to the trenches. 100%. You have studs on both sides. Bancini, uh, J.K. Will, uh, Douglas, Ubeer. Kaka, they got they yeah, got dogs. It's, it's going to be a battle, and they very well could decide you know the direction of this game, and who's going to win. Uh, really tough to pick. I, I like both teams. Uh, I, I love the things. I, I think Trevor is, if anything, he's innovative uh, when he runs his offense. Uh, I like what he does with his team. Uh, again, like to see him get the ball to his playmakers. I want to see a lot more Brett. I want to see a lot more CJ. Yeah, CJ's uh, been getting involved a lot. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like these these guys. You know, they move the ball, get the ball to them, and they make good things happen. Yeah. And, and conversely, you know, you know, uh, Kyle's got weapons on his side of the ball too. You got uh, Saba. You got uh, you got Mancini, Douglas Mancini. Pierce. They got a lot of weapons on that team. It's it's gonna be a really good game. It's like I said, probably gonna be decided on. on on the, in the, on the I line. think I'm gonna go with Cal U. Uh, I think that um, I think that they're gonna figure it out from last week. I think um, I think that they're gonna be able to use the run game to their advantage, and I just think their defense is really good. I'm just gonna be a very low scoring game. I'm talking like 13-12. All right, I'm gonna wow. give, I'm gonna give a call out in this game. Okay, I'm calling out Trevor. Ooh, okay. Uh, not that he's playing bad, but okay. here's the thing: when you play the top teams. You gotta, you gotta be more than competitive. You gotta come out on top. Hundred percent. You lost the Kurtzman. You lost the A and M. Beat Army. 
who three and one, but had okay. yeah, they were three at the time. But now, now you're facing one of the top echelon teams. Uh, to to make a statement, you got to come out and win this game. Yeah. So I'm, I'm calling Trevor out, and I gotta I gotta see him bring his team. I gotta see him lead his team. Yeah, he's at ele- will his team elevate them a little bit. Yes, too. he does. Um, and he's very capable of doing it. So who are you picking? Oof, that's real tough. Call out Trevor. Uh, calling out Trevor. Uh, but when it's something tough like this, I gotta go. I gotta go deep into the vault, and I gotta pick out the OG players for me. And you know what I'm gonna say? Douglas the, is all time <laughs> Tommy OG player. OG all time Tommy team. Uh, that's a different team. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, there's an all time team like and there's OG. Like the, that's like the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's Hall of Fame all time team. And Douglas is in it. So I want you to pick Douglas is the first inductee of the Hall of Fame. Of the OG of the OG. The OG Hall of Fame all time. You're gonna pick. I already know you're gonna pick Clemson. Me? Yeah. I've taken Clemson every time, haven't I? Yeah. I said I picked Trevor this this season. It's a good pick if you do. I think that they could easily. Yeah. I was so. I told you last time I was at the field. I was just so impressed by you, Beer. I thought he was you like. Were. I thought he was like the best player that day. He was just a, it's, a monster. It's a you really me, good team, and they they have really good quarterback play. I I need just to see a I little think, bit more from Trevor. He's got to go a little bit above and beyond this week. You're gonna pick Cal U. No, I picked Cal U. I think the one thing though that I'm you, I'm really, I'm really I really think is gonna be the difference in this game is that Collis likes to take the snap from a little bit closer to the quarterback, the, uh, the center than most. Um, Clemson's D-line is very good at collapsing the pocket. If Ashbar is playing on the line, they're going to take advantage of that. I lied. I'm changing my pick. I'm taking Clemson. I'm taking Clemson. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to be able to get to college. I'll take Clemson as well. They have an athletic defensive line that I think that they're going to have to figure out a way to... Kyle Yu's key to victory is to get the ball out fast and not make the 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 weak link on your offensive line be the reason you lose, to be honest. like you got to put your players in the position to make plays. I think Will Saba, you'll see Will Saba on the line a little bit. I think you'll see X on the line a little bit. Just guys that are a little bit more capable of blocking and not as intimidated by the guys they're going against. So I'm going to go Clemson. You're taking Cal U. I'm going I'll, Cal. I'll take Clemson as well. But again, I think this game can go either way. Yeah, 13-12 final. That's what I'm putting it at. Oh. I think both defenses are very elite and good at getting stops in the red zone, and I think that'll be the key. Who can score in the red zone? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Trevor to be a leader this week. Well, Kurtzman... Is in like a doubleheader. Double I am. This we play week. against uh, Memphis. You are playing against Memphis at the 10 a.m. slate. Yeah, it's gonna be a really tough game. Uh, Memphis is a really good team. They got a great line now with the Darrow playing with Latempa and Chris Hunter. Ballo won't be online. Won't be able to use that in our game, our defensive game plan. Um, we're gonna have to be ready to make plays. It's probably gonna be a high-scoring game. Memphis, uh, Memphis can score the ball, and so can we. I'm expecting a game to be in the high 20s, low 30s. Me and Vin usually play in shootouts when we play against each other. Um, had a lot of matchups over the years. I think the key to the game is just going to be who wins the battle on the outside because I do think in the trenches we're pretty equal. I think Hughes, Joe DeMeo, Swags will be able to hold their own against the Tempa, Hunter, and um, Daryl. Stevenson, so um, obviously I'm taking us in this game. I just think that the key will, for us will be getting those those uh, those key stops and not allowing their offensive line to do what they want and move the ball and move the line of scrimmage. Dad, who do you like in this game? Tough. You know, I, 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 preseason I said I thought Kurtzman had the best team, and I, I still think it's up there, but I, disappointing in the last two weeks the way they played. 100%. It came out with wins. You win ugly, and it's okay. But uh, I, I think... Vin and Memphis is too good a team, and I, I, I really think that his new lineman is going to make a hell of a difference. Mm-hmm. Especially in a game if, he's, if he needs to go Yeah, and, and if, you, if you're going to see 100% of this guy, 
<laughs> I, I think it's scary. Yeah, I think um, I think I think uh, teams are definitely gonna have to mix up the way that they rush against uh, Vin. I think you're gonna have to send a bunch of different blitzes to make him think, to make the offense, um, the offensive line at least think a little bit more who they want to block. They have a good offensive line though. It's gonna be a battle. Dylan's playing this week. Right? Dylan is playing okay. this week. Yeah, yeah. We, I think I think I have my best seven, maybe best eight showing up. Um, yeah. I mean. Kurtzman has never went undefeated in a regular season. I got to eight zero once. You eventually have to pick him to lose one game. Yeah, there's always yeah, yeah. one, yeah, one game. game. Second game. Listen, I, think I think this. Th- I think this could be the I, game. I, like, I feel, I feel v- the same way. Vingar, Vingar Gano playing great. Well, second night, second day of back to back for second us. Second game back to back after you just had an could emotional only, game against your friends. Could also could <laughs> also uh, could also only have seven guys for this week as Ooh, a total. As a double back yeah, to back. So like, yeah. There's just a lesson yeah. there's definitely a lot going against this us one. this You're week. You're mailing this one in. No, I'll no, I am not no hell no. I'll take Memphis. He mailed it in. Listen, I'll tell you I'll tell you what. One thing my team has talked about a bunch in the chat is that we want to go undefeated. Obviously we want to win a championship, but we should listen, we're trying to get to one and every game. Um, it's coach speak, but uh, no, I'm excited for this doubleheader. I think this is gonna show us a lot about what we got in the tank. I'll take Memphis, and this is the game that Kurtzman loses. You take Memphis also. I'm gonna take Memphis over that. Oh, like you said, I think it's God. gonna be that one game he loses. Yeah. And hey, listen, like I said, uh, Memphis is playing great, yeah. playing at a good, uh, you know, high intensity level, and I think. Uh, I think Louisville's lost a little bit of that intensity the last two weeks. Okay, they need a wake up call. Yeah. All right, okay. next game. Army versus Texas A&M. Wow. Tough day. Tough day for Army Tough coming, for coming Army. back after two weeks. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we already talked about Army. They have a pretty good team, but they just need to catch the football, and Mike needs to keep being electric with his feet. Um, A&M, this is only A&M's only game on the day, I believe, right? A&M doesn't have a second game in this day? No. Yeah, so A&M is, is definitely fresh. coming into this game fresh. Only one game on tap. Army is going to be playing at 9 o'clock. They have to play A&M at 10 o'clock. Um, we did that so that there could be no excuses for when me and Mike play both games fresh. <laughs> uh, no, I think Army's key to this game is going to be uh, making Suroff think, putting two bodies near Justin at all times, and making the other guys beat you. And I think that's the game plan for most teams when you're playing against Suroff. Going to be a low-scoring game because their defense is very good. Um, you have to put you have to put a body or two, a couple of eyes on Justin, and you got to hope that you guys can hold up in the secondary against Bowen and Dins. I do think that they have the athletes with Mike. Um, Kev Morris and Connor Mullen that are able to hopefully make enough plays for them. I just think that's going to come down to if Mike's receivers catch the football and if Mike's able to make guys miss in the open field because Texas A&M has proven to be one of the better flag-pulling teams in the league. Um, with all of that being said, I think playing in a second game back-to-back is tough for Army, and especially against two undefeated teams. I'm going to take Texas A&M. I'm on A&M as well. They are... At the top of some people's power rankings, have them as the best team in the league. Like I said, Army hasn't played. They're playing you guys first game, big emotional game. They could empty the tank in that game. Yeah, they might. I'm take, I, think, I, I got A and M. I think both teams are gonna empty a lot in that yeah. first in that I, first I think game. A and M's playing at a high level. I, I think they do have their hands full with uh, Mike in the backfield running. Uh, yeah. If you got Justin in the middle of the field. You know, maybe playing spy on him, then, uh, you know, that's a great offense. Mike's going to be able to run around Suroff to Flippis and, and Tuna. He's more than fast enough to do that. I think he's going to be able to buy himself all the time in the pocket, which is why their offense is so dangerous because they're, like, I think I think against Mike you have to send someone, at least speed rusher, that can kind of keep up with him. No one really, not many people can, but I think 
he's going to be able to find time in the, pot, uh, in the backfield. It's just going to come down to how smart he is with the football. I know last time we saw him play, you didn't like throwing across his body, jump throwing, stuff like that. But, yeah, it's going to come down to how he plays. Who are you taking? Uh, I haven't straight up A&M. I'm not going to do it this I week. F- I feel that. I'm also thinking that. All right, so we're all in a and We all have Army going 0-2, two, oh two, falling to 3-3. Three and three. Tough. Um, Tough. They still have a lot. They have the most season left of anyone yeah. left in the league. So, yeah, they got still got a lot of time. Time, time. 11, a.m. slate. Cal U versus Memphis. Ooh. This is Memphis, also. second game back-to-back. So is Cal U's, but they have a break in between their yeah. two games. Um, That's a tough week for for both of those teams for, for Cali and for Memphis. I think we, I, have a, I think the 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 schedule this week is very good in terms of like the matchups at the bottom of it. As you get to the later games, that the stinkers start playing each other, but uh, the the beginning of the slate is very good. I think um, Cali versus Memphis is going to be a game where Memphis is going to try to dominate the game at in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Cal U is going to have an hour to figure out how to continue to build after their first game against uh, who do they play at 9 o'clock? They play Clemson. Um, we, you have them coming off of a win. We both have them coming off of a loss. We um, both have Memphis coming off of a win. You have Memphis them coming off of a loss. So, Jeez. Um, Listen, I think that both these teams are good. We talked about them a lot already in the, in the beginning of this preview. Uh I think Clemson in the first game. I'll take Cal U in the second game. Yeah, I was thinking I'm gonna do this. I was thinking the same thing. That's like a bitch way out. Pick them more. It is. It is definitely. I low key think Memphis is the better team right now. I mean, they definitely are the better team right now. They're rolling on all cylinders. They've won four straight. Um, I'll take Cal U with the break in between their games. Yeah, I think the break will help. I think the break will help them out. I'm taking Cal U. I'll take Cal U. Go Memphis. Yeah, you should. So go you got them. You got them two and out. You should go. Memphis. That's a free game. I think Memphis. Listen, I think Memphis is the better team. First game, so it's gonna be tough. You know, they face him in the second game. Uh, they might, uh, they very well can empty the tank in the first game, too. Yeah. Uh, like Memphis, going to keep the ball rolling with yeah. them. A lot of top teams yeah. playing each other. Going to find out, we're going to find out a lot about teams this week. Excited. All right. 11 o'clock. Next 11 o'clock game UAB versus Rowan. You guys both said you liked Rowan trending up. Yeah, but UAB is a UAB juggernaut. is a juggernaut. Listen, I'm going to say the key in this game right now is who scores first. Wow. Does UAB score first and just talk their way to a fucking 25-point victory? Or is Rowan able to get on the board, maybe then also get a stop and parlay that into maybe a 12-point lead? Let's hope Chase plays this week. Chase, is gonna ha- Chase definitely has to be there this week if Rowan is going to win, and Negron is going to have to throw the ball to Pauly the way he's been doing the last couple weeks. One thing I will say is that UAB has very good flag grabbers on the defensive line, so Negron can't just think he's going to be able to run away from these guys because he's not faster than Jarwar, and... He's not going to be able to run away from uh, guys like Jaleel, A-Rod, a very good flag puller, long-rangey defender. Um, listen, it's going ha- to be hard for me to pick Rowan against UAB. I'm going to pick UAB because they have the best athlete on the field in IB. But I do think that Rowan is trudging in the right direction, and I think that if they're able to at least keep the game close early and into the second half, then they might have life against this team. Um, their offense has scored 25-plus points in each of the, no, 20 plus points each of the last two weeks. Um, they definitely are starting to find it out. I think they have a really tough matchup in this game. Um, this is the first game of a doubleheader for them, I believe. And they play TCU in the second game of their doubleheader. Where are the games this week? 
think at the blue field. Haven't decided. What's yet. the weather like? Do you know? No, it's supposed to be. Not, it's supposed to be like fifty-five. Not yeah. no not rain. Raining. No rain on Sunday. Yeah, it definitely okay. helps out. Advantages for Mike. Mike plays great at the blue field, and he plays great in bad weather. Yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, I th- I'm taking UAB. They're the better team right yeah. now. They're rolling on all cylinders. Take UAB. They're an absolute juggernaut. But I do think that Rowan, if they can keep the game close early and not let IB score three touchdowns in the first half, then they might be in for a closer game than expected. I'll take IB three touchdowns first. Oh, I like to see. Uh, I like to see cut down on the uh, the turnovers. There's always one or two a game. Yeah, they throw the ball. They turn the ball over a bunch. So let's, let's cut down the turnovers, and you'll be in this game. 100%. I just think you were in the game in the last two weeks with turnovers. Yeah. So let's let's cut those turnovers down. Let's get the ball to Paulie. Let's get the ball to Chase. Everyone's on UAB. Yeah. UAB. Okay. Twelve o'clock. ASU versus Houston. Interesting game. Nick, Sa- Nick Sedano. Yeah, so, now, so just so everyone knows, Mike Musi is out for the season, tore up his knee in the doubleheader. Uh, yeah, so he's out. Um, Nick Sedano. So the third now the third player, for, third first round pick that they're receiving on the season. Damian out with injury. Mike Musi out with injury. Now we're at Nick Sedano. Funny story, Nick Sedano, last time he played in the league, was drafted by Tommy Galante in the second round. Breaks his neck on the, not breaks his neck, but hurts his neck on like the first game of the season. And you don't hear from him for the rest, since then. But he is back. All right. Now, we know he's a great defensive lineman. Is he going to play offensive lineman? hundred percent. He is. Uh, I heard he's been the most active player in the ASU chat since joining the ASU wow. chat. He is definitely going to be playing on offensive and defensive line. And he is someone that is definitely going to be chasing Tommy around all day. Is definitely going to give his heart uh, give his heart out blocking for Augie. This game comes down to Augie. Because Augie has to not turn the ball over. Augie has to make the right decisions with the football. And Augie cannot give this game to Tommy Galante. If, his de- if he plays well and doesn't turn the ball over, I'm going to take Arizona State. But right now, the way that uh, he played well against UNC, uh, he still threw four, four interceptions on the day, though. I can't have a four-interception day or two in a game if you're going to beat a Tommy Galante-led team. Taking Houston. We talked how good they are on the offensive line and their receivers, and Tommy Galante's starting to get his groove back this season. I think they're trending in the right direction. I'm taking Houston. I'm going to go like like 30-21 to 21 maybe. Mm-hmm. That uh, last week we all went with uh, UNC over all we game, did. and they, you know, they shocked us. Uh, <laughs> they did they, shock they us. might have another one in them, but uh, I'm rolling with Tommy. Houston, Houston. I'll take ASU. Nick Sedano resurgence, yeah, crazy yeah. game. I like to see him touch the ball a little bit too. I say I, I still definitely think needs to touch Nick, the ball. Nick Sedano has a lot of um, make people miss ability, quick cuts, get up the field, and score a long touchdown. So I think he could he could score a long it's touchdown. Gonna this game. Be, it's gonna be fun watching Stano play again. We haven't seen him in many seasons. He's an absolutely electrifying ball with a player with the ball in his hand. Yeah. And like we've seen this league, he's a defensive line menace and he can block with the best of them. So I'll take ASU. Uh, yeah, you're taking ASU. We are both taking Houston. I think we have the right pick. Next game, <laughs> ULA against Vanderbilt. This is another like loser leaves town. This yeah. is a this is a big week for all the teams in the bottom of the standings because. Listen, I kind of put you all against each other when I redid the schedule for the season, and now it's kind of it's all coming together. You guys have to win these games. You're gonna beat up on each other, and uh, I think the one thing I can say that my plan has worked. There are no more Owen teams. Every every team got at least one win on the season, so nice. that's always a nice thing. Uh, in this game, it comes down to a few things. What Vanderbilt team shows up? The team that's gonna listen to Joe and do what Joe says and let Joe lead, or is it gonna be a team that thinks that they can kind of do their own thing and get a win that way? Because I promise you, if you do the second, you're not gonna win. And in this game, also you have to see which Jarak comes to play. Is it the Jarak that is energized, is running well, and the team is behind him and letting him do his own thing, 
or is it going to be a team that gets down early and starts complaining? I, I'm not – listen, I'm not really sure, but I'm going to roll with uh... – Vanderbilt. Yeah, you knew I wanted to say Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Yeah, I'm rolling with Vanderbilt. They just showed me way more this season than ULA has. I know ULA was able to come back from a 19-point deficit, yeah. score 26 unanswered, and win a game last week. But I do think that uh, Vanderbilt has better, the better quarterback. And I think that if their defense can just do anything, I think the one thing will be if Jarrock was his full self running the ball, I would say Jarrock no doubt because that team can't pull flags. But Vanderbilt um, definitely has the athletes to at least like. That's a good point. Yeah. Bigfoot player? What? Bigfoot? I have no idea. I, I changed my pick. Weeks. I'm thinking ULA. I'm thinking Vanderbilt. Go. Uh, I need Joe to be that gunslinger he was in, in, the, in, the, in the Louisville, in the Louisville game. game. Uh, keep that up. You know, have that mentality. Uh, don't worry about the horse being blind. Just load the wagon. I'm gonna go with Vanderbilt. Yeah, I changed my pick back to Vanderbilt. Okay, it could be a big. <laughs> it could be a big game for Jake Hover, and he's just a monster. He gets his hands up when he's not getting to the quarterback. He's had nine sacks on the season, tied uh, for third in the league. Um, boy, Jake. He's having a great season. I think he's an absolute difference maker on the defensive line, and he allows them sometimes to only rush two because he can get pressure when they only rush two, and he get and he's either getting double teamed or the other person's getting a double team, and he's one on one. So. Jake Coburn, big game incoming, I think, for him. Uh, I think he's going to have to have a big game. I think Elvina is going to have to have a big game. You want to call out Elvina? He's play, he hasn't really played that well through six well, last games. Last time I called him out, he had three sacks, so let's oh. call him out again. All right, call him out Let's again. fight under his ass. All let's right, go. we're all going to Vanderbilt after TJ switches pick three times. <laughs> last game of the one, 1 p.m., loser leaves town. TCU against Rowan. We all have Rowan losing the first game to UAB. They'll have an hour to recompose themselves. Um... This is the game that they definitely can win and will need to win. I will say that these teams are trending in two different directions. Well, it, that could change though, because Rowan could play the Rowan could play a terrible game against UAB and be very down on themselves. But oh my God, am I really about to pick TCU for the eighth straight week? I'm honestly, yo, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm taking Rowan. I think that Rowan's the right pick. Um, I think that Rowan has a really good defense. I think they're going to make life hard for Chris Hogreave, especially if Hogreave doesn't have his full offensive line there. And I'm going to go with the team that I think is playing a little bit better football right now, completely from start to finish in a game. I'm going with Rowan. Negron, don't make me look like an asshole. You have an hour to talk about what you want to do in the next game. What worked, what didn't yeah, work. Yeah, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, t- Rowan, Rowan. Yeah, I also think in this game, Chase could have six sacks. Mm. Because Jesus. that offensive line has already proved they can't block many people, and Chase is the best defensive lineman in the league, so... <laughs> Oh, I mean, if you yeah. disagree, if no. You, if, no, no, I know you just kind of gave me like a look, but like if anyone disagrees with that statement, you're just not watching the, the games being played. But Chase okay. has, I think, in five games, thirteen sacks, so that's like almost three. That's like two and a half a game. Yeah, Rowan, yeah. you're taking Rowan also. Yes, I'm on Rowan. I, if Chase plays, I go Rowan all, all day. So you're going with the Chase clause. If Chase plays Rowan, if Chase yeah, doesn't if play, Chase TCM. Doesn't play TCM. you know what? Because I feel the same way you too. Got, you got to give the credit, uh, Liam. Liam's having a great year. Oh my God, phenomenal yeah. season. I, I wish Ritter would get involved more. You know. Let's get the ball already. Just as explosive. Yeah. Uh, and defensively, you got Liam and Ritter and and you know, defensive backfield. So the offense hasn't had a problem moving the ball. They just had a problem putting it in the end zone. They Chris leads the league in passing yards. I know he's played an extra game than most people, but it's by like three hundred something yards, which is more than a game and a half total. Like he's they're moving the football. They're just not getting in the end zone. Um. Listen, if it was my team, obviously I would know more about why we weren't getting in the end zone, but I guess it just comes down to red zone execution or fourth down execution. So 
clean that up and you maybe come out with a victory in this game. TCU definitely needs this game more than Rowan does because TCU... Oh, no, Rowan, this is Rowan's second game of a doubleheader, so they'll be at the same spot after this game in terms of games played with TCU. So this game is going to be monumental for the standings and the playoffs and trying to sneak in as a 10 seed. We're both going with Rowan. You're going with Rowan if Chase is there. With a clause. I think we're all going. I think I think we kind of all have that clause. I, I kind of like that too because I think Chase would be the difference in this game if he's there. Yeah. I'm going with Rowan. Actually, I'm going with Rowan. Rowan. Let's chase Rowan. there or not. All right. That does. We want to do power rank. Let's do power rankings again. Then we'll get out of here. All right. All right. All right, Dad. Start off with your power rankings. A&M at the top. Number one team. New number one. A&M. Louisville second. UAB third. Memphis fourth. Cal U fifth. Clemson 6, Army 7, Houston 8, UNC 9, Vandy 10, ASU 11, TCU 12, Rowan 13, ULA 14. All right, we have we have basically the same in the middle except for the top. I obviously put I think I'm still going to say we have the best team in the league. I just think we haven't played that way. Wow, you just said you didn't think you deserved to be number one after last week's game. Yeah, and then I changed my mind. I said <laughs> we're going to get to A&O this right. week. So right. I got myself at one, A&M two, UAB, Memphis, Cal U, Clemson, Army, Houston, UNC, which we, you have the same for three through nine. I have Rowan as 10. I think they're playing good football, and all these teams also only have one win. So I'm going to go Rowan 10, Vandy 11. I think they showed a lot in the game against me after getting blown out. I got ASU 12. I got ULA 13. I got TCU 14. ULA beat TCU head to head without their best player, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say TCU. Although I do love the team and I do like Chris as a quarterback, I do think they're struggling mightily on the offensive line and need to give Chris a little more time to throw. Chris probably needs to do a little bit of job game planning, getting the ball out a little faster on more plays than not. But yeah, so listen, there are most teams have anywhere between four and five games to go with a little outlier, some outliers. This is a huge week for teams. Let's remember the intensity will be high. Let's keep our tempers low. Mm. <laughs> good. That was a good. good one. That was your best. Yeah. That was your best one of the podcast. I appreciate that. All right, I'm ready. Sign Everyone, us off. Sign us thanks off. for listening. Make sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms you're listening on. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We will see you at the field on Sunday. Peace. Peace.